there's a lot to see and do just within the house itself. And that's been a deliberate setup as uh, creating this experience of uh, something quite different. Yeah. And we try and create that feel, that sense of wow when people arrive at the house. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone. So it's Bernadette and I am back with another episode of She Renovate. So over the last few weeks we've been streaming into the group and today I've got a very special guest. So we, as you would know, we've not long come back from the Wonder Women Retreat in Hepburn Springs and while we're away we visited, we did a property tour and one of the properties we visited was an Airbnb that's run by Trevor and his partner, Andrew, Trevor Salmon. And we were all so completely inspired by it. And so there's been a flurry of activity since we came back. And yesterday, one of our members actually secured a beautiful historical building really purely on the strength of that visit. So you've really spurned a lot of creativity in our group. And so I wanted to actually bring Trevor into the podcast to really share the joy of Maggie's with you and to delve a little bit into the strategy and the business model behind the property because it really is an extraordinary property. So welcome, Trevor. Bernadette, thank you very much. Yeah. A pleasure to have you in the group there back four or five weeks ago. Hmm. Yes, it certainly did make our day. And so before we get into the sort of nitty-gritty, can you just tell me a little bit about you and your partner, Andrew, so what your background is? Yep. Our background, Andrew's background is starting with floristry some years ago and then moving into landscape design. And then from there into combining landscape design with interior design. And we often find the landscape client or wants of interior work done or vice versa, the interior design job made in land, landscape project, inside, outside, all sort of reflecting from there. My background is advertising and marketing over many years. So the combination of our skill sets, I guess, is... Uh, set us up to, to do what we're doing, re projects in Melbourne more for, for interior design. And we've got Maggie's in them as our a project for accommodation venue. Yeah, it's definitely a very unique venue. And so let's start at the beginning. How did you come by Maggie's? It was, it wasn't planned. It was basically, we'd moved a house in Melbourne from a double storey Victorian house to an apartment. So accordingly, we had a lot of furniture left over, which went into storage, and we both collect along the way as well. So we had an abundance of uh, furniture not being used. And we walked, the the house that we have now, we walked past one day. Now, we leased this house, and we'll talk about that more, I guess, from the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. And walking past one day, it had a very small sign on the fence saying for lease. We looked at it and we thought, now, that could be something worth looking at, re-accommodation. 
trek them is near Dalesford, which most people may have heard of in Victoria, in the Macedon Ranges, a very popular area for a weekend getaways, etc. And there were already three or four places we knew of in Trentham, this is going back about four years, available for accommodation. And we thought this could be an answer to what we're, to what we're looking for. So we arranged to have a look at the house the following day, a little sceptical, thinking oh, they probably need to work doing inside or it's not going to suit for some reason. But it had recently been renovated. It had been on the, the rental market for, I believe, about six to eight weeks. It's a large house that now sleeps 10. But it was too big for, say, a family in the area to want to rent. And so it was there and available. And that started our negotiations to take it on board and open up an accommodation venue. So I would imagine that there's significant investment in setting a property up like that. There is. Yeah. What gave you the confidence to actually take that leap? We, I spoke to, there are two or three letting agents in Dalesford that specialise in in looking after properties on behalf of clients for the getaway type accommodation. So I had quite, I had a few meetings with those people and, and talked it through just to believe or, or to get the confidence that we were viable if we were going to open up and promote ourselves to that market. Dalesford's always been a more popular spot than Trentham. Dalesford's now extremely busy uh, and Trenton is becoming a destination in its own right, which it was doing probably three or four years ago anyway. And it was just piggybacked onto that culture, I suppose, into the town itself. Investment-wise, the renovation of the house, the bones of the house, had been done by the church. So our investment was to furnish it and to style it we added light fittings, we added quite a few things over and above what work the church had done and then added all of what we had and needed to purchase more like beds, of course. We have the availability of different markets around the area of Ballarat, Dalesford, Castlemaine, where we were able to buy more furniture and buy decorative pieces as well. But as a ballpark figure to set it all up, I believe we'd be talking somewhere between forty and fifty thousand to set that up and into its into a working property. So just before I respond, just if anyone is watching, well for those who are watching, if you would like to comment, if you give StreamYard access and then we will see your name come up. So okay, so yeah, that's a significant investment. So you would have felt reasonably confident to be heading down that path. I well, also attached to that too, sorry, which is probably relevant, with our negotiation on leasing the property, we've taken a nine-year lease. So to amortise the cost of investment over that period and with anticipated income coming in, it didn't appear to be an outlandish investment, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So what was the source of the concept? Uh, it's it's uh, the, the property is... Uh, a five-bedroom Edwardian stroke Victorian home with a large veranda around it, typically built by the Catholic Church back at the turn of century. It was either you could either go down the road of recreating that old style of home, which we sort of called Granny's House, which we didn't want. And so we I think the way that we well deliberate aim was to furnish it in such a way and to style it that was quite eclectic. There's a whole mix of different things, as you would have seen when you were there. 
a lot of stuff, <laughs> not easy to dust, but it gives a feeling of an eclectic culture of what's been set up, but also with the, with the desire to give the guests an experience in a house like that. Very few would have ever stayed in a house of that size and of that look. It's got very high ceilings. And we know by reports back or reviews and a couple of times we've had to be there when guests are arriving, they're overawed by it. They walk through, they're looking all around, and very often they'll grab a glass of wine. As a group, they'll walk through and just look at every room and pick out things, and they spend the weekend doing that. Oh, it was certainly my experience too. As I, I said to you on the day, I'd actually looked at the property on the website and it's not until you go there that you really get the true magnitude of the the opulence. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. And you were talking about people spending whole weekends there just exploring the house and I really can imagine that happening because it is so... I know eclectic's not quite the right word. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know what the word is. But anyhow, so, yeah, that was, I have to apologise for my sidekick. I think you've answered my next question, was it always maximal or did you build on it as you went? But did you get it all in that? No, it's always been maximal in that sense of what we had. We have a house up there where we spend a lot of time as well, a little village called Lionville out of Trentham. That's decorated the same way, and our apartment in Melbourne is also pretty well decorated the same way as well. So it's a lifestyle factor, I suppose. You must absolutely love dusting. Um, <laughs> I just can't well, imagine. We have people who do help us, of course, with that as well. But Andrew is very particular of how the place looks. And now we've been in our four years or more. He still insists on making up the beds. He irons all the sheets and the pillowcases, etc. That can be sent out to be done, but he insists on doing that so that we do keep it at a very high level. And that, again, reflected in the reviews we get and is keeping the whole place looking pretty sharp, basically. Look, I think that really demonstrates a point that, because I've had a lot of Airbnbs, you know, 10 at a time, and I came to the point where I realised that you're better to have one and do it really, really well than try yeah. and put yourself too thin. Yeah. And we try and create that feel, that sense of wow when people arrive at the house. They let themselves in. There's a key lock there. They're paid up through the agency. They arrive on a Friday, let's say, at 3 in the afternoon. And we always want them to walk into the lights being lighting being on, not all lights, but all the standard lamps in the bedrooms are on. We have music playing, ABC classical music playing on the, the sound system and, the, of course, the heating on this time of the year. So you walk into that very warm environment from the very beginning, which, mm-hmm. uh, again, has been reflected in people's comments. Absolutely. And can I just ask, so I know that you mentioned that you sourced a lot of your little bits and pieces locally yeah. from say, garage sales and knick-knack shops. How long did that take? It's never ending. <laughs> we're, still, we're still buying stuff, whether we're using it or whether it's been something that particularly Andrew likes and it goes into storage for a while. It's just it's a moving feast, I guess, in the sense that we just continue to collect. Mm. And of late, while we've been buying a fair bit of stuff from markets around the area, 
We're also now buying stuff online through Leonard Joel's antique dealers down here and uh, Angers and different places like that. And you, we really are, you can really buy stuff at, at good value, you know. Rarely do they go a lot above any estimated cost of what they might be sold for. So it makes it quite a, a viable buy for those things. And then they always find a home somewhere. <laughs> but one thing we also are very aware of that if nothing is, fingers crossed, nothing to this stage after nearly four years has been broken or stolen that we know of, we're quite aware of. But anything that's out in, on display in the house, if it was broken or stolen, it's not got that sentimental or monetary value that we're going to be concerned about. We're, we sort of make sure of that as well, just in our own mind. Well, that's really awesome because, you know, I would imagine if anything did get broken and sometimes it happens that it would be devastating for the perpetrator and yeah. so it's good, that's really good to know. Look, and, and akin to that comment, very often when we go there after guests have stayed, as you may have seen on the day you visited, the beds are looking pretty amazing and there'll be like 12, 14 cushions, pillows, whatever, layered. People try and make the bed back to how they found it, which we take as a as a recognition of, of their appreciation of what they've their, their, their weekend they've enjoyed the weekend away and they try and live as good as they can. So we've been really, I'm saying lucky, but I think people are just very conscious to appreciate what the, what they're amongst for their two or three days stay, or if it's longer as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so I noticed Louise is online and so she's the Wonder Woman that I mentioned has just bought, she's just, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning, Louise, sorry if you do, that she's just bought a, a historic church in the Hunter Valley. Oh, and, okay. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's a very special property and so, yeah, so we've got you to blame for it, Trevor. And, <laughs> sorry, Louise. <laughs> and she's wondering how long it, it took to get regular income. Good question. It, it was probably to get a uniform income, I guess I would say. The first three, four months were quieter than what we anticipated, even after speaking to having lengthy discussions with the agent who was looking after the letting of it for us. But after, I reckon within six months, we were seeing a sustainable income in a sense of, okay, we're going down the right path. This is the right direction. And then sort of with by the end of the 12-month period, we were doing very well. We thought we we believe we were doing very well. And the best marketing ever, of course, is word of mouth. And over the period of the last four years or so, we're now recognising we're getting return visits from the same people. And the beauty is that maybe they came in a group of six so two have returned and they've brought another four people. So it's getting exposure, snowballing exposure, for want of a better word, of a new market. My experience of being there. And again, we get the comments that we're definitely coming back with a family reunion, we've come here for Christmas, that kind of stuff. But yeah, to answer the question from the beginning, it's not a quick turnaround. I wouldn't expect, I would expect to have to build into your financials at the first three months will be a little quiet. Again, in saying that, there is still the want to get out of the city in Melbourne to get to the Macedon Ranges. So that's a different environment to when we started as well. Demand is stronger than supply at the moment. 
still at the moment, as I understand it. So, you know, it's a bit of a different environment. So it might it may well take off quicker than anticipated. But I would suggest if there's a an aid, a real estate agent or somebody specialising in that, I imagine it would be in the Hunter Valley of looking to lease uh, rent these places on your behalf. They would have, like we have with the the houses, who is the name of the company we're with. They have links to about five or six different websites, including Airbnb, etc., that people can book through, or they can come straight to them and book directly. That's interesting because Louise actually has a property management business, so Louise, oh, right. that's another bow to add to your mm-hmm. repertoire of skills. Yeah, it's that's great. Now. One of the things, so I was amazed that you allow children and I was imagining our three ruffians roaring through those hallways with all that china around and I don't know that I'm quite game to come <laughs> and, but I definitely want to be a guest so we're going to have to find a different family for that weekend. But do you have any recurrent problems with guests? Are there any things that are issues? No, we really don't to be honest. Yeah, you know, some people use everything in the house, three plates, knives, and forks, or whatever. That's fine. That's allowed. Yeah. And, and occasionally it could be left a little bit untidy, but there's never been any great problem in that sense. So we'd, we've had no reports from neighbours of any wild partying as such. So it's been, I think we've been quite lucky. And maybe, again, it's just an appreciation of the property itself because I know other properties around that are let out via Airbnb or whatever, have had some issues in in the past. But no, we've, we've been fine on that basis. Mm. Oh, that's great. And so I've come to my last question. How do you collaborate with local businesses or do you collaborate? Well, track them, as you, you may have noticed yeah. as you came through on the bus, is <laughs> not a large village. And just by being there, we were there in the area nearly two years before setting up Maggie's. So you do get to know the locals, be it the retail market or, or others around as well. And they all know Maggie's and they always, you know, very often we might go into a coffee shop or post office anywhere. Oh, we had people in the state of Maggie's last weekend. They had an amazing time. They absolutely love the place. So it's nice to get that feedback. Unheralded, unwarranted, it just comes by comment back through uh, the people who are in town. Yeah. So they also promote to a degree. We also refer people to coffee shops and yeah. to caterers. There are a couple of caterers who've done work there with preparing a dinner party for people and they will bring the food along prepared for the guests to serve or they can go one step further and they'll incorporate staff, obviously at a cost, and also staff to stay and serve the food. So there have been a couple of those events where there's been like a 60th birthday, 50th birthday, whatever, and some people made it a pretty special event. Mm, That's awesome. And, Mm. yeah, and so I've got a few questions from the audience, and I I know you did mention this before, but I will ask it because it may have been missed, is do you have a long lease? We've got a nine-year lease which was three by three by three. When we took that out, we believed that was a good period of time to really set this up and make it work. And no, we had no indication at the time there was there would be any problem to extend that lease after the nine years. 
if we want to. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so a second question is, does Airbnb have a problem with additional agents booking or renting the property out for you along with your booking directly with Airbnb? I'm not sure that you do. Do you list it directly with Airbnb? No, we don't. We, do, we don't do it directly with Airbnb. It's That's through the agency uh, in Dalesford. Yeah. They have the Airbnb as a link to their bookings. I don't know that we get a lot of Airbnb bookings through them, to be honest. I don't have that breakdown. We do get a lot of direct bookings, when I say direct, to the agency directly more than through some of these links as well. I think it's a higher percentage. People go there directly. They'll Google accommodation, train them, whatever. And, and yeah, yeah, that's good. And so I know you've answered this, but we will ask it again. How much did yeah. you spend to renovate? It wasn't so much to renovate. The renovation had been done. It was setting it up. Probably we allowed about 40000 in total to do that. Now, there's some that exp- it might sound a little expensive, but by the time you buy three king-size beds, two queen-size beds, you know, you're soaking up a fair amount of cash straight away. We had to buy other dining tables and things like that. We chose to create the look. So, you know, we, we found, we searched and found for Murano light fittings. They weren't necessarily expensive. They were all second-hand. We bought them at the right time in the market. But, you know, we've probably got four of those that we paid, I'm thinking from memory now, about 2500 3000 for each one. And we'll take those with us whenever that time is right. But originally those lights were worth a lot, a lot of money and they look pretty spectacular in the house. And it's been a worthy investment for the comments we get as well. You know, people just are quite in awe of, the, of that look. It makes the room look pretty special. Uh, I can vouch for that. Now, we've got a last question. We'll make this the last. Madeline says, well, last two, what do you wish you knew before you started? What advice would you offer to anyone wanting to Airbnb arbitrage? Right. Good question. I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing that stands out, to be honest, that we haven't discovered the answer to or what might have been a, a problem down the track at any, at any stage. I think just be very sure with if you're looking to lease a property that all the details in the lease are what you want. We've not had any major drama there. There have been a few questions, recent maintenance issues, nothing that we can't overcome, and we're covered by the lease itself. Just be also aware that when we took the lease out, the it took over six months it was through the Catholic Church, it had to go through the parish, then it had to go through the Archdiocese in Melbourne. I think the Pope may have ticked, off, ticked it off at the very end. But they recommended, and through all their conversations, that we they were all happy and we could be happy with a residential lease on the property because it was always intended to lease it out as a family home. And that wasn't the case. So us coming to them, talking about, uh, accommodation venue is very new to them and very new, I think, to their people. It's working well. There's no problem with that, but it probably strictly should be a commercial lease because you are operating a commercial business. Yeah. So just just be aware when talking to estate agents, lawyers or whatever, that you've got the correct documentation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's great advice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to say once again, thank you very much for your generosity. I think, as you can see, we've got a fair amount of buzz around this topic. 
and we really appreciate you sharing your expertise. I will include the details of Maggie's in the group and along with the podcast, which will get published in a few weeks on YouTube and also on the podcasting platform. And so, yeah, so that hopefully more people find out about this beautiful property. So please give our regards to Andrew as well and our thanks to you for your time, Trevor. Pleasure, Bernadette. And if anybody is wanting to talk more about styling or whatever they might want to do or want some help to do, we're very happy to have a chat as well. I think we've got, you've got all the contact details. We do, and I'm sure Louise will be jumping in because, yeah, she's the one that's most active at the moment. And Fantastic. Congratulations. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, it mm. does sound wonderful. It's a very exciting project. Okay. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Mikey, in the background for looking after us, and I'll just I'll say goodbye now. So thank yes. you. Good to be here. Nice to chat. Thank Cheers. You. Bye. Bye-bye. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, but savvy renovators, I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a 1,000 members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.